This episode of the Red Bull Rant is brought to you by the fine people that support us through Patreon.com backslash Red Bull Rant. Head on over there to support us and get exclusive content when we fucking feel like it. We want to send a special thanks to Chris Adamick, the Mave, Mave Dartinez, Pierre, Eddie Delecto, and Jeremiah Dempster. As always, thanks, guys. This is the Red Bull Rant Podcast. If you aren't expecting adult language, why even bother listening? Welcome, my friends, to the show never ends. This is the Red Bull Rant Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Iapico. I'm Truman, and this is episode 441, the bad times are back again. It's fucking embarrassing! <laughs> can I just can I just say that I'm I'm kind of happy that we we're doing a, a recap of the past three games because uh, I think yeah. it's going to make for a better show. I feel like if we had to do this one by one, it would just be more depressing. Yes, I I think this all coupled together is is going to be. There's a lot of rage, all over this show, from us and from you guys. So let's, as I pound my fist, let's get into this. <sighs> okay, so, uh, we we thought maybe after the DC one nothing win that there was some sort of glimmer of hope, and then Red Bulls just completely. Took that away from us. Um, <clears throat> lost two nothing at quote home to Miami, and I had to put quotes or I had to put home in, home in quotes because that was clearly a Miami crowd. Yeah. Uh, one nothing away, lost to New England, and what I think has to be the worst loss of the year, four one on the road to Philly. So before we get into our thoughts, we got plenty. And I mean, we got plenty of things to talk about. <laughs> you know, I, I was wondering when I would get to use stuff like that ever again. <laughs> of, course, the Red Bulls, of course, the Red Bulls gave me a chance to do it. All right. So we have tweets. We have a voicemail. We even have a text message. Okay. Well, so I didn't even know you could do. It's a Google Voice number, so you can. We just never advertise a text because we're not texting back. So. Right. Um, all right, so let's let's start with the tweets first. So do you have right. those ready to go? Yep, I'm going to go from uh, the Miami. first ones against Miami, Miami, Miami to work our way forward. Miami, uh, Adam at AK underscore sports 93. What on earth do we pay Schneider and Dennis to do? Our best attacking players are our outside defenders. Alan Chapman calling non-fouls to lead to goals. Barlow and Burke awful as usual, and Hurtado touched the ball what, what, twice? Uh, Ruchesco, would Lakinias be a DP on another MLS team? Would Omir be a start? Would be would Omir be starting on another MLS team? Would Manuel even be on another MLS team? Tonino M, the goat himself couldn't help these Red Bulls win. Uh, he probably means Barlow. Uh, and then uh, Captain Narlock said, why in the fuck is Barlow allowed to play anything than youth soccer? That's for one game. <laughs> uh, let's get to the New England game. Our friend Steven Santos basically said, crap. Uh, Ed Ritter said, it's over. Play Academy kids. They might be better to watch. I mean, fuck. The uh, New York, well, we'll talk about it. But New York Red Bulls 2 is much better. <laughs> yes. Uh, Metro Chuck underscore or at who underscore is underscore Chuck. It says, honestly, I stopped watching as soon as they gave up the goal because I knew it was over. Can't blame you. And then uh, at NYC underscore tie say no to fascist said, I'm very glad there are only three home games left. I don't think I can watch much more horrible football than that. Bad news. You're <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Cause it got a lot worse. Uh, but honestly, you know, since this was at Philly, you didn't have to go to that game if you didn't want to. 
our friend Anthony. I, of course. I, 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 by the way, that's Philly's the closest game for me, and I didn't go. So. No, smartly, smartly. So I, why would you? We don't win there anyway, even when we score first, you know. But that's that's the thing. Our good friend Anthony Jeffett said, "Glad I changed my mind about going to this game in person." Honestly, the best part was that you could watch AEW instead. So that was really the best part of yesterday. I, I, I fed the cats in the second half. That was much more productive. Yep. And then our friend Steven Santos again said, we suck. Just end the season already. Let Gotham FC play Saturday nights instead would be better while they're trying while they're actually trying to go to the playoffs. So there you go. I got a couple of, we got a couple other uh, things we're going to get to, to some more tweets from you guys. Uh, All right, but let's let's talk about let's the games, do the, and then we're gonna do the voicemails. Well, let's. Uh, I gotta do. We gotta do the voicemail and the text first, because otherwise, it doesn't make sense. These are all game related. So the first one is the text message. Don't know who it is. It's a two hundred one number. Uh, I'm. A, I think based on. Let me just double check. Okay, yeah, this was after the, um, Miami game because it was August twenty sixth. Uh, he said, "I shouldn't even have any optimism for this team anymore. It's practically all gone." I get home from a busy day, and instead of a treat, I see this team lose like usual. It ain't even RBA anymore if they're selling messy merch instead of actual Red Bull apparel, which we'll come back to on that one. Uh, and then uh, the voicemail, our good friend Eddie called in. I, I have not listened to it. I do not know how long it is. so I'm ready. But this, is, this is a surprise for both of us, just so you guys are aware. Hey, guys. How you doing? Um, yeah, I'll just be really honest about this i was not masochistic to watch the philly game i'm not really calling about new england but to see what the fuck happened after seeing the after seeing the tweets it just ties in perfectly this has probably been some of the worst soccer i have possibly seen in this team in a very very long time New England was a clusterfuck of its own reason. Of course, no one no one thought they were going to win. But there was it felt like and if you're a Giants fan, it felt like that third down kneel right next to your end zone versus I think Washington in 2021. Like pathetic. It has been pathetic soccer watching this. Do I blame Troy Lassane? No. Because what the fuck else do you have in this team? Now, with Tom Barlow being there, kind of, but then again, who the fuck else can you throw out there? At this point, everyone has just been, it, it's, it's just, it's just so bad. It's so bad. And really, I personally think it's time to just bring the paper bags out. I, this team isn't going to the playoffs, obviously someone's high if you truly believe that's the key. that's there's still really a chance but and everything everyone just needs to be fired that's that's all that has to happen well a lot more than that but everyone just needs to be fired at this point and whenever the next home game is or even on the last home game it's it's truly an embarrassment at this point to become to be a fan of this team it was so embarrassing just even say I'm a Red Bulls fan at this point. <laughs> it's it's very masochistic, but you know that's what this fucking mess is here for. Uh, have a great night, guys. Thanks. So I I I guess it's okay. Or I guess it's okay to admit that we're masochists for being a fan of this team. Uh, whether it's brown bag time, <laughs> I have no fucking clue. Um. We're going to get into pretty much everything that he said about this team from Troy Lassane to the players to the front office and how terrible everything is. I, I mean, I think this is all shit we've talked about to one degree or another before, but I feel like this is the time for everything. So real quick, before Truman and I get into our thoughts, we we have done this at least once before, but we don't do it that often as far as I know. Uh, those of you who are old enough to remember the show Seinfeld or are willing to watch in syndication uh, will remember a holiday called Festivus. And we're bringing it back for the show because one of the main tenets of Festivus. And at the Festivus dinner, you gather your family around 
and tell them all the ways they have disappointed you over the past year. And is there a tree? No, instead there's a pole. Requires no decoration. He finds tinsel distracting. Yeah. Uh, but a pole in this case is good because this team needs to be beat the fucking death with it at this point. Um, where do we start? I mean, I, I okay, let's put this out of the way. Do we even have a like from any of these games? Because I feel like there's the answer is no. God, no. God, okay, that's no. What, okay, let's just make sure we're no. on the same page. Okay, there's no likes. Okay. And there's no afterthoughts because, come on, these are all the fucking thoughts that we're just going to say them anyway, so. It's beat up time. Do you want me to, now, do you want me to read the other tweets that we just sent now? Do you, do you want you and I to rant and then we can read the ones that guys, that uh, some people sent us? There's a couple different ways we can go about this. Let's just read the tweets now because I feel like we might as well just get everything in the open and be just completely because it's not about any one game, right? It's about yeah, everything. these are ones I so I just sent out a tweet. So if anyone has any last minute comments or questions, we're recording this Monday night, um, so we got a couple more in here. So just just saying that. Yeah. So um, these, these are these are general, right? Because we're honestly neither of us are going to pick apart a specific game, maybe certain details, but we're not going to go into detail on any game. So let's just let, let's just get everything out in the open now. Yeah, so I'll start off. Uh, our friend, Raider Coach Jay Jeremiah, sent us a couple. He said, I think the most frustrating to me, most frustrating thing to me right now is that the actual depth of the turnover needed is not actually achievable. It's not just coaching, it's philosophy. It's not just roster, it's recruitment. It's not just spending, it's quality squad building. We're years away from being where we were years ago. And that's if we had faith that it was within the capacity of this front office. We're in a dark place, my friends. And then JRD at all 444 said, assuming we should throw in the towel on this season. Uh, I did as soon as Van Zier, Van Zier his way into <laughs> Van Zier, which I love. That is amazing. Who should we even bother keeping from this current squad? Um we could talk about that. I mean, uh, we could talk. We'll, we'll touch on that, I think, too. Um, obviously, end of the season, we'll do that, too. Um, and then he does say, and let's say, is, how much of this falls on him? Should he get another year? Other teams use a similar system. Philly does in their fourth. He's had success in USL and in his first few games with just a few less injuries. Given those points, this has to fall on the players, yeah? Uh, and then our friend Adam, at Adam from Earth, said, I don't like watching the games anymore. They're boring. They've been boring for a while, but the last couple of games I would turn off at halftime and wouldn't even think about the result. I'd like to care about this team again. I mean, this is big, heady. This is not just your typical commenting after the Red Bulls post on Facebook, sell the team, so-and-so out nonsense. This is, I'm about to lead the fucking fan base level. It's, it's right. It's, we're at despair level at this point after these, I think we've known all year this team's not really good. Um, there's been a lot of issues, problems, Van Zier, I, the Van Zier, Van Zier himself into Van Zier dumb. I mean, right, right there. Uh, Lewis Morgan's season <laughs> encapsulated. Um, Has he even played 90 minutes, Morgan? I don't think he's, I don't think I don't, so, right? I don't think so. Um, I mean, you have that. There's, there's so much, but, who wants to go first just talking about the games in in general in general this this past stretch uh, i i can go first the, i i mean i i know we play this clip a lot but i i think it's very very appropriate it's fucking embarrassing you host inter miami and now i get it messi has a huge fan base right they turned out for it but we were outnumbered in our own stadium by a big margin. It wasn't even like it was 51 to 49%. No, it was a clearly at least 80% Messi slash Miami fans. Um, I mean, we heard twice during that game, we want Messi chance. At halftime, I honestly had the thought that Tata Martino does, did not have enough respect for the Red Bulls that he wouldn't have sent out Messi. I honestly thought that Messi was not going to play a, a single minute of that game because Martino was going to look at that and say, there's no reason to risk him here. Yeah. Um, we go to New England, and yeah, we hold them to one goal, but just like every other fucking game we mentioned, they can't do jack shit in terms of scoring. Yeah. Chuck, Chuck put it perfectly. They gave up that goal early on, and you're like, oh, 
cool. It's over. Yeah. Um, Philly, we happened to score because Philly was asleep and they're like, oh, we maybe we should fucking wake up here. It was well, like we, score we, for, we always score first in Philly and then we but, fuck it up. But it, it, it's almost like Philly takes us for granted like the first 10, 15 minutes and then realize, oh, shit, we actually got to pay attention. And then we get blown out of the water. Yeah. Um, now, granted, the Leafs Cup was different because I think Philly wasn't playing all their best players due to injuries and some other things. I mean, hell, they didn't have one of their best midfields on the on the field for this game. And look what happened. We just got destroyed. Uh, that game should have been 5-1, if not for getting a let off on the offside uh, call. Um, whatever you want to say about the referee, um, Neilis was a fucking idiot. He, he The first yellow card you don't need to take because you had other defenders there. Let them you know cover you. And the second one, you know if you throw your arm at the ball, it's going to get called, whether it's by uh, – I mean, a great sign in the box. It won't get a VAR review. But there was like a very clear line of sight to referee. You don't take that risk, especially on a yellow, especially at the end of the first half, especially when they're on a counterattack. And if you commit any sort of foul, you're going to get yellow carded for stopping a counterattack. Like you are the club captain. You are a center back. That's two of the most important positions tied together on the field. And you made a fucking idiotic move. I don't care what happens the rest of the game. You can't be a player in that position and do stupid shit like that. You have to understand the situation of having a yellow card and needing to have all 11 players on the field. I'm not saying that's the reason we lost 4-1. We lost 4-1 because we're fucking terrible. Even if yes, Neil's on the field, right. I think it's three, even if Neil's on the field, I think it's at least three to one. Yeah, um, I think you're right. It, right. So he's not the reason we lost. Reyes, again, stupid shit. You made you made a tactical foul on a counterattack we didn't need to, and you picked up a yellow. Thankfully, Lassane made the move and got you out. So at least you're still around for the New York City FC match for whatever that's worth. Um. We this stretch of games, right? You had a Miami team where you knew Messi wasn't going to start. Yep. And out, outside of him, Busquets uh, and Alba, this is not a vastly improved Miami team, and you couldn't fucking capitalize on the fact that they still, without Messi, can't score a lot of goals. You had a whole half plus. Yeah. To, you, to had, do you, had 60, you had 60 minutes to score before Messi showed up, and you didn't. It, it was your opportunity to score once or twice, get a lead, you know, show all the Messi fans, you know, hey, we're, we're here to play this game, and you fucking didn't. And you, you didn't. Yeah. And then as soon as they bring in Messi, you're like, well, now it's fucking over. And they gave up such a fucking – I don't care if MLS can show it on their fucking Instagram. What a shitty goal to give up. Shitty yeah, goal. Fucking- Fucking ball watching. Like, way. how do you not pay attention to that one guy standing in front of the net? You should have a man magnetized to Lionel Messi at, at all it, times. What What did I say? Is that the reason Messi was scoring so much in ML, in MLS and Leeds Cup was because nobody was willing to put it or give him proper respect and like literally sit on him. And I said, you may have to do this, and it's the one thing they didn't do. And it's, of course, they gave up the goal. The New England game. Listen, going to New England and winning in Foxborough. It almost never happens, right? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. You, but you could have very easily walked out with a point in yeah. that game. New England yeah. did not look good at all. They were vulnerable. You could have gotten one, maybe even stole all three, but you can't fucking do it. It doesn't matter who it is. And the Queen is for as, as much skill as he has, can only do so much, right? He needs players around him to actually do something when he gets in the box. And then the problem is the Queen just gets frustrated because nobody else is doing jack shit. So he his performance starts falling off. Because now he's right. like, I'm going to try to do everything at this yeah, point. Yeah, and he can't. Yeah. Which usually then the, him getting touched and falls over. <laughs> well, and but at least it draws foul. But at least that draws fouls at times, right? So at least there's that. And then the Philly game is just, come the fuck on. Like, after the League's Cup game, Kurt, Curtis gave you fucking bulletin board material. And you couldn't even use it as motivation. Yeah. Like, great, great. You got that first goal. In Leafs Cup, you held out for 80 minutes before giving up one. You couldn't even hold out 30 this time. I mean, it's just, it's the same shit over and over and over. And honestly, I'm pretty sure I thought after they scored their first goal, well, we're, we're done. We, it was tied 1-1, and I'm like, fuck, we're, we're, we're not winning this game. At this point, it, 
stat wise, right? I know there's some percentage of a chance that they can make the playoffs. In my mind, it's 99.99999. As far as you want to go down the line, that's the percentage that they are not making it. Yeah. I I think Miami has a better chance of making it. I think, I don't even know who else is in. Let me check the standings because I see who's below us. Miami has a better chance of making the playoffs than we do. New York City, Charlotte, Chicago, all everybody except for Toronto because Toronto's a fucking almost a worse dumpster fire than we are at this point. Pretty much every other team in MLS has some sort of shot at getting into the playoffs except for us in Toronto, at least in the Eastern Conference. And it's <clears throat> listen, I know I've only been a fan of this team since late 2010, right? So I haven't been here through the worst of it. But to me, this feels like the Adam Gase years for the New York Jets. But I don't see a ray of hope. At this point, now, great. I may not see the Ray of Hope until the off season, but I don't see it coming. Right. Well, who who was it? Was it? Um, I think it was Jeremiah, right? He, I think he was the one who said that you know that's if we had faith that it was within the cap- capability of this front office. I don't think it is. Do you? Did we? Didn't we even say that uh, if they don't make the playoffs, that's usually a time for like you got to you know read and react. This team's not going to probably react. What are they going to do? No, the I, time I they much of anything. The only time they react is when Messi showed up and they started selling Messi gear. That right. was their reaction. It was like, well, might as well make the money now. Which you know what? I'm not. I said to you guys that I just I don't really care because that's really the least of this team's problems. If you're gonna have fucking fifteen thousand Messi fans show up, who gives a shit? They're not gonna buy Red Bulls gear. Sell the fucking Messi shit. Make a few bucks. Whatever. You know, I, that's, they, there's so many other problems. I wish, I wish that was the worst thing we had to complain about about this team. I really oh. wish that this team was like in second or third place. You're like, you know what pisses me off? They were selling messy stuff, but it's so far below their fucking problems right now. There is so much. Tom Barlow is fucking terrible. He is a fucking joke. He can, he is not a starter in MLS. He's barely a starter in USL. He has no touch, none on the ball. He has no creative. He's not creative. He's not good at like getting his head on the ball in corners. Why does he fucking play? I don't care who else you play up top. You can play with no one up on top. You can play a four, six and that's it. I don't care. Like he's, he's fucking terrible. He might be one of the worst forwards I've ever seen on this team. And they keep running him out there in, in the starting lineup constantly. That's because everybody else is injured. He never performs. He, I, I don't care who else you put up there. I really don't. He fucking sucks. There has to be other options besides him. Bring guys up from Red Bull 2 or do something because he, he has nothing. He, he contributes nothing. And that's the most embarrassing part. They fucking keep running him out there. He sucks. He sucks. You know what's sad? If you look at his his stats, and when and I'm gonna ignore anything that happened before Red Bulls two because it's all amateur level. Twenty one goals in forty four matches for New York Red Bulls two. Mm-hmm. That's that's not a bad rate at all. One goal, just over or just under uh, every two games. That's not bad output at all from a striker. Since then. 16 goals in 126 matches. Hmm. Hmm. Man. So so now let's talk about the press. It's fucking dead. It's and, and at least for this we, team. It, right. It has because I think one of the biggest problems with this team is that they don't have the right guys. I, I think this was mentioned in a tweet too. It's not the right players for that system. Lukinias, it should not be playing in a in a press. I think Lewis Morgan, for whenever he does play, he's not built for that. These are creative players. They that's the that I think is a big problem. They're getting these creative players, but the problem is they turn they get the ball, and then no one knows how to get it into the final third and on, onto the chance of net. There, there's so much work in just creating those turnovers, letting the other team have the ball, creating turnovers, but it doesn't work. And time and time again, and we talk about this week in and fucking week out and year in and year out, when they can't score the first half, they're fucked. 
because they just they just run out of steam and that's when you see the fucking late goals come in and it's it's just over and over and over with this fucking team the system is not working everyone's caught up to it they don't have the right players for it again like like Jeremiah said you fucking blow it up and you find guys to fit the system or you fucking put an end to this experiment because they have not won a trophy with it at all so why do we keep doing it why keep beating it into the ground when it does not work Find something that works with the DP players that you signed. Or, you know, sign the right players. I mean, the Marsh the Marsh era was the best years under the system. And the reason is they found players that fit the system. Right? They to a degree, Marsh got lucky. He inherited Bradley Wright Phillips. Mm-hmm. Right? Who ended up being one of the, his, his best years as a professional were in MLS, right? He kind of Marsh kind of got lightning in the bottle with that, which might have actually helped him a lot. Might have helped glossed over some of these other things. Um, but he had Dax McCarty, who was a great holding midfielder with us and would literally run into fucking brick walls for this team. So- Sasha Kleschen, who was, I think, an assist leader while he was with this team. Um, obviously, Robles was a, f- a fucking monster in net. Um, Trying to think of like Matt Miazga as much as I think he might have graduated right after, right before I can't remember which, but he was a great center back. Aaron Long was a great center back. Um, they had and Sean Davis, um, Tyler Adams. You know, they had these guys that that had their roles, and when they were there, they executed. Mm-hmm. And then and then when they weren't there, right through injury, or whatever. Even if the next guy was a step down in terms of talent, he still did enough. Like he, like let's say instead of 100% output, you got 75%. Well, guess what? That 75% was still enough to get by, right? That was the 75% helped you tread water, which is really what you expect out of your subs. It's like you don't expect your subs to go out there and win games every week, right? When the starter's mm-hmm. gone, you expect them to maintain the position at a certain point to, that the rest of the team can still perform. That's what we did. We had the players, the, the starting 11 knew what their jobs were and did them well. The next seven off the bench could do the jobs adequately enough to help cover the spots. And the talent in the rest of starting 11 helped fill in the gap when that person was gone. But, but you know Mark? what the problem is still? That team with all those players, and they were fucking great. What happened in the playoffs every year? Well, in, in couldn't in, score, gave up a late goal, losing the playoffs. In fairness, the one year they had their best shot, Marsha left and Chris Armas coached them out of the playoffs. So oh, did he ever? Did he ever? I mean, play play your DNA for 15 minutes and back the fuck off. Like that's that that's not going to happen. That's not going to work. Um, and I'm not saying they would have won MLS Cup that year, but that was their best shot. And the only reason we didn't make MLS Cup was because we outcoached ourselves. Yeah. Um. It, well, now he's just dumb coaching himself. Like, I guess we're well, just going to be coach and just makes god-awful decisions. Yeah. Um, the, this team needs a major rebuild. The problem is we're not going to get a rebuild in one year. It just doesn't happen, right? There's two right. contracts and shit. There's no way you get every single person you need off this roster in time. Um, I... I we need new Troy saying, I'm, I'm sorry, you're a likable guy. I just don't think you have it. And you may have it at some point, but right now you don't have what this team needs. Um, and, and the basic biggest example I could point to was losing Nealis and not immediately putting on another center back. Yeah. Playing, playing three or four at the back and expecting the wing backs to, to come back and fill in as a central defender. Like that doesn't really work. So you, his in-game adjustments are just not helping. Um, of course, there's the whole starting Barlow thing, which injuries and other shit, but come on. Clearly, he can't score. And literally, the one thing you need right now as a team is to score goals. If you, they can't score goals, they're not worth having on the team. Or, or just keep them on the bench then. You want to have them come in late in the game and just run around the field and hand everybody? Fine. Sure. Great. You That's know what? a great spot for him. Absolutely. Yes. Off the bench guy, final 10 minutes. When, when Bringing you, in the second forward, like an extra striker. 
and the keeper in the right. back line have tired legs. Like they will make right. mistakes because Barlow runs them down. Fine, I can yeah. get that. But he is not an MLS starter. Like you say, he's not a USL starter right now. Nope. Nope. I will <laughs> I will say this though. He's made a couple bad gaffes, but Carlos Carnell is a fucking animal. That guy, he is one of the shining lights on this team. I want him to play here forever. Um, he made some great saves last night. Unfortunately, it's just that's not on him losing these games. You, when you face so many shots, your your mistakes look worse. Right, but I um I I like him a lot. I think he's probably a really good leader. Um. He makes PK saves like he keeps that team in a lot of games. He makes a lot of great plays. Um, so if we're saying, right, who do you keep? I definitely keep him. As long as he yeah. wants to stay, because I don't even know who would want to stay anymore. He could probably be going off to another better team in Europe and playing well. But, I mean, it, it's you, you can't unload the roster quick enough, right? It's, it will take probably two to three years to unload every piece of for every player that you don't want to keep, it's going to take at least two or three years to get them off the roster. Yeah. And even the ones you do, you think they're going to want to stick around for three years? Right. Well, here's another problem, too, because it's the Red Bulls, is that let's just say, for example, they clear house and they bring up a bunch of guys from Red Bull, too, or whatever they'll be called in whatever league they're playing in next year. It could be something completely different. And they get, like, two or three really stars like these guys are playing great but you know what they'll be gone they'll be gone next year poof gone so they can't this team is they can't rebuild because they're just going to send them off to europe because that's what they do so there's that's that's another reason to not trust uh management because that's what you know like well at least rebuild let us keep these players and have them succeed and then send them off but no tyler adams you gotta get the hell out of here so Mark Fishkin had an interview. I didn't honestly, I didn't listen to the whole thing. Cause after it, like the third or fourth question, I was like, fuck, I don't want to listen to this guy. Um, showing the, the sporting director, um, the very, one of the very first questions he was asked, uh, let me make it clear. I didn't want to listen to the interview because of showing just, <laughs> just because I didn't want to listen to the sporting director. Cause I felt like his answers were, you know, beat around the bush general shit. Yeah. Um, he was basically asked, you know, what grade do you give your summer transfer window? His response was, well, I don't really put as much stock in the summer transfer window because you can't do as much. The winter transfer window is what I care about and for, for MLS. And my first thought was bull fucking shit because Miami just brought in Messi. Now, granted, that was with the help of Adidas and Apple. And David Beckham and the whole thing, right? Like, yeah, he was yeah. probably, probably wasn't going to play anywhere else. But they brought in Messi. They brought in Alba. They brought in Bruschetti. You, you're telling me that Miami somehow magically found enough money to pay for all three of those guys? No. You know what they did? They fucking bent the roster rules to such a degree that MLS could do jack shit about it. Mm-hmm. I don't blame them for it because that's what you have to do. You have to look at all the all the little nuances and rules and say, how can I exploit this to my benefit? Right. I mean, fuck Ali Curtis was great at that when he was with us. The, the, those two years, his move for question was genius. He traded a player that we probably could have gotten a little more out of, but he's like, you know what? I'm going to go for the allocation spot because if I don't get this, I'm not getting question. And look what happened. He brought in a MLS assist leader for less than he gave off. He did what he had to to make it work. You can't tell me that you can't do things in the summer window and turn your team around. You absolutely can. You can also get guys through the summer win- window to, you know, build for the following season. Exactly. But no, we're out here signing fucking loan deal for, for three months for a player in the – fuck, I remember if it's a Premier League of the Championship, but he's only going to be here for a few months. We've used him, what, twice, I think? Um, one of our loanies or signees isn't even here yet because of fucking visa issues. Like you could do shit now, right? You may not go all of a sudden from, uh, you know, 13th in the Eastern conference to making the playoffs and making a playoff run. But you, like you said, you can make a move now 
that has a longer term a longer term view than the next few months in this year. Right. I, I, I get what he says about for MLS, the winter window is more important. And I get that because, you know, the transfer window before you start the season is usually the one you get the better players out of, but the rest of Europe doesn't follow or the rest of the soccer world doesn't follow us. Right. All the, all the good players move in the summer. The, the, what you get in the winter is basically fucking table scraps. Yep. Cause they're all in the middle of their seasons. Exactly. So how can you sit here as a fucking GM, sporting director, whatever you want to call yourself, and not think of the very basic fact that, let's say, 90% of the players that are worth bringing in are are moving during the summer and not during the winter? It, yep. it, it, I mean, how, how can he literally sit there in that interview and think that nobody's going to notice that and ask the question? And honestly, I think the question should have been followed up is like exactly what I just said. You know, Miami did this with Messi, Alba, and Busquets. Why can we do something, not necessarily the same caliber player, but why can we do something for somebody that could help us now? They, I, they won't. We've seen it. They don't. You know what they did? <laughs> they gave us fucking yellow jerseys that we can't win in. Oh, God, I hate those fucking yellow jerseys. And they're gonna be, and you know they're going to be around next year, too, because all the red ones are on the second year. Yeah, they're terrible. It's fucking embarrassing! I'd I'd keep wearing those hip-hop jerseys. Those things are sweet. That should just be your regular second jersey. That's it. I'm fine with that. that. that I'm fine with that. At least it's something different. Like, against Philly? Fucking wear red! Yeah. Why not? Red red, red is your primary. blue you can look at. Red's your primary. It's not going to flash. Yeah, there's not a problem. Oh, God. There's very little teams in the league you have to worry about, like Toronto. Chicago. Chicago, right. Like a few other teams you have to worry about. Aside from that, there's not much you have to worry about. But they, you know, they got to push those jerseys because. It was some collaboration with some unknown guy that all he did was fucking tie dyes of shit. No one's heard of. <laughs> and, and literally, it's no fucking tie dye. Yeah, it's, it's fucking it tie dye. It's, yeah. it's tie dye. Let's not kid ourselves at some grand design. The guy dipped his shirt in two different colors, and that's what the output was. Yeah, it's very frustrating. It's extremely frustrating. This team is just fucking frustrated. I don't think I've ever been this frustrated about the New York Red Bulls. And again, I've been watching the team. I mean, 2009 was the last time uh, they didn't make the playoffs. That team was just dumb. But this this is frustrating to watch. You know, I, I compared this to the Adam Gase Jets, which is not that long ago. It's literally three years ago. I feel like this is worse. And the reason being, one of them I just mentioned is we have the summer transfer window. NFL doesn't have that. You get lucky maybe with a trade, but nobody's fucking trading with the Jets at, in that point of the season. Mm-hmm. And th- this is a league. MLS is a league, right, where... Yeah, there are some teams that can go on almost like a dynasty run, but it's very fucking hard, right? As much as all American sports use salary caps and draft orders and shit as uh, to, to level the playing field, MLS is the only one out of the major five that has basically transfers with other leagues, an academy slash youth, youth system, a true one, right? Because Major League Baseball has minor leagues, but that's not yep. the same thing. Right. Um, and, and on top of that, the Rebels have a historically well-graded academy system. They have generated players that have been sent to Europe. There's no reason with those three things in your favor that you can't get some players in. Maybe, just maybe, and I was going to bring this up later, it is time to start calling up New York Rebels too, guys, because you know why? They can at least fucking score. Right. <laughs> okay. So here's the so right now I gotta put these side by side to get these right. Okay, so Red Bulls two have played twenty six games, senior team twenty seven, right? So fairly fairly um good sample size between the two of them. And I'm going to admit, right? MLS Next Pro is not the same as MLS, right? So the level of play is a little bit different. But over 26 games, or 27, the senior team has scored 24 goals. Just, just to understand what that means, that's 
0.88 goals per game. Red Bulls 2 have scored 51 <laughs> over 26, which is 1.9 goals per game. Almost two. So you right are there. pretty much, yeah, you're pre- almost guaranteed to get two goals per game out of Red Bulls 2 and less than one out of the senior team. And on top of that, goals given up, 32 by Red Bulls 2, 33 by the senior team. So the defense is comparable, mm-hmm. but clearly scoring goals matters. And, and so New York Red Bull senior team, 13th in the Eastern Conference. They are currently four, somehow four points out of a playoff spot. And the only reason that is is because MLS lets every fucking team into the playoffs at this point. That's right. <laughs> so, and, and I'm not kidding. I, and I wrote a piece about this years ago when I was at Once Metro that you basically had to try to lose to miss the playoffs because MLS has historically let in at least half of the conference, at least over the last 10 years. You pretty much had to try to not make the playoffs. And, I, and this is almost trying to not make the playoffs this year. Yep. New York Red Bulls 2 is currently sits third in the Eastern Conference. They've already qualified for their playoffs. I'm not even sure how many more games they have left. Uh, whatever it is. But point is, okay, so they got through the basically end of the month, end of September. So maybe four matches left, and New York Red Bulls 2 is there. They're, they're in the playoffs. And it's, it's just, it, it baffles me how... You can have your young guys playing so well. And, and again, I'm caveating it with that it's a reserve slash youth league, right? Your young guys are playing so well, but your senior team is such a shit product. It baffles yep. my mind. Yep. I, 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 I think Steven Santos is right. Have them and have Gotham play Saturday nights. I, I, you know, if, they, if, he was, if Sean was to come out and say, you know what? Basically, every senior player is gone, and we're just going to take all of our Rebel 2 guys and bring them up. I was like, you know what? Fine. Let, let's do it. At least there'll probably be some interesting experiences. Right. They'll get, a, they'll get, a, they'll get beat down for a couple of years, but maybe they'll grow. Yeah. Can't get worse than what we're watching right now. No. All right. I feel like I've been doing most of the talking. Do you have anything you want to add? Oh, I've, I've already I've, I've said what needs to be said. All right. I've already called Red Bulls too, so we don't even have to do that now. Yeah. All right. Uh, predictions. Truman is now at 22 points after he got the New England game exactly right and the loss for Philly. I'm at 18 because I only got a point for each of those two games. Neither of us got Miami right because fuck us for being somewhat optimistic. Right. Uh, we have no game to talk about right now because the Red Bulls are thankfully off until – uh, the 16th, so we'll, we'll preview next week. We're not, we'll come back to them next week. Uh, Gotham FC currently, uh, let's see, they tied their last match 3-3 against North Carolina Courage. Um, their next match coming up is on Saturday, September 16th, 7.30 p.m. at home against the Washington Spirit. So, hey, if you want to see a team that has a chance of winning at Red Bull Arena, don't go, don't go to Yankee Stadium. Go to Red Bull Arena. There you go. Yep. Uh, Gotham currently sits uh, fifth in the NWSL. Uh, number seven is racing Louisville, who's three points away, and the playoff line is number six. So three points safe in the playoff spot at the moment. All right. With that, on to a Red Bull team that can at least win something. It is time for the F1 update. And box now. Box, box now. Box for hard. Stay out, stay out, stay out. Fuck, fuck! Why, what the fuck? That never gets old. Never gets old. But hey, Ferrari Ferrari had a little bit of a showing this weekend. They did. You know, Carlos Sainz finishing third. Uh, But of course, the big story is Red Bull finishing 1-2. Red Bull finishing 1-2. Max Verstappen winning. uh, Max winning his 10th race in a row, which is a new Formula One record. And they've won their 15th race overall yes 15 because it dates back it dates back to the last one of last season i believe yeah um so red bull is just i mean they are rolling uh did you watch the race uh this weekend yes i did and that was one of the most in terms of red bulls winning that was one of the more entertaining races because 
Uh, it took Max until I believe lap 15 or 16 to take the lead. Was, and then 15. And then Sergio got second with like five laps to go. Yeah, it was a great race to watch. The drama of Max trying to pass over and over again, constantly running out of room. And you're like, you always have, you always know he's going to pull it out at some point, right? You're like, he's, he's going to figure it out or there's going to be a pit strategy that's going to, that's going to work out. Um, but the, the craziest thing is, Jay, he passes, he gets in the first and it's over. He just takes off. <laughs> he, and he wins by, it was six seconds at the very end. So he wins by six and, seconds. And the only reason it was six is I believe, if I remember correctly, there was a, at least a virtual safety car at some point. So they had to slow down with the, the field stack up. Yep. Um, but it was it was a really fun race to watch. There was a lot of different changes in the fields. Um, who was it that uh, uh, it was uh, Yuki who didn't even get didn't to be start. in the race because the car he, died he was... on the warm up lap? Yeah. Oh boy, that sucks. They said that's the th- second time in three years that's he he got a DNS, did not at, start at Monza. It wasn't even like it was third time. Right, in, yes, there. You know, it was third time in that 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 track. Yep. I mean that's it's so bonkers. But um, it was really Lewis, cool. Lewis Hamilton getting a five-second penalty. Unfortunately, it didn't really make a difference, but he got a five-second penalty for causing a collision. Yep. Um, but Red Bull finishing 1-2, Ferrari 3-4, Mercedes 5-6, and then they lined up next to each other uh, when they crossed the finish line at the end, coming around for, like, another lap. They all kind of yep. got next to their teammates. Uh, the fans were super pumped to see Ferrari finish third, so that, third, so that was cool. Um. Fun. That was a really, really exciting, really exciting race. Uh, yeah. Coming up, we are in uh, Singapore. So that is that's the next race. We go Singapore and Japan, and then we're down in Qatar. So uh, I, these, hold on, really quick. I'm just going to tell you the race starts at oh god, 8 a.m. That's an 8 a.m. start time. So that's going to be yeah, be a little rough. But they got the week off, and then oh my god. That's 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 the old DVR for me, baby. I'm not, I can't do it. My body will probably wake me up anyway, and say, "Oh no, you're waking up and watching this." Um, but that's, oh, it's way too early. It's yeah, way too early. And then the Japan race is at one a.m. <laughs> one one a.m. And again, so, that's DVR territory. So. Oh yeah, that is that is not even even survive. Not even going to give that a shot. And just just not a chance in hell. I can do that. Um, but yeah, I'm still, nice I'm still waiting for something. I'm still waiting for Vegas. I want to see that that race. That's that's gonna be cool. awesome. Yeah, that's gonna be great. Uh, but yeah, Red Bull actually they do win things. It's uh, it's just Formula One, unfortunately, it, not in New well, York. Well, they they win when they care. That's the problem. Correct. When they dump a ton of money into it. Because um, let's see. So RB Leipzig is currently fourth in the Bundesliga after three weeks. Uh. RB Salzburg, uh, coached now by Gerhard Schuber, is perfect through the first six games of the Austrian Bundesliga. They're basically which, the only team in it. I mean, that's that's what it's been. I mean, Justin Marsh won that league. So. Right. I still, I can't believe. That I, I know it's Austria, so it's probably like kind of a rehab for him. But I really don't understand how you can fire him from the Red Bulls. And then bring him to, to Salzburg. It doesn't make sense. Because he didn't give a shit about being here. But I mean, if you if you don't, I mean, what kind of message does that send about the Red Bulls, the New York Red Bulls franchise? It means they don't fucking care. <laughs> they don't care. Listen, I say this, all this as I, I say all this by the way as look what I'm wearing. I'm wearing one of their jerseys today just because it's actually super comfortable. I'm not wearing a jersey, but I'm wearing a red shirt right now, so kind of works. <laughs> We we obviously care more about the team than the, than the owners do. Yeah, because we keep doing this show. <laughs> though, though, though we know it's just week in and week in a pain. It's fucking embarrassing. I don't even think Coach could save this team. No. My, my wife said we need Roy Kent. I was like, you know what? Yes, yes, we do. At least he'd be angry about everything. We get yeah. no reaction. And and the press conferences would be fun. Yeah. All right. Um, do we do we even need to do dumping ground this week? No, we've done. That, we've okay. we've we've yeah we've we've 
We've done enough. Fair enough. We've done enough right. damage. Football starts, so, so that there's something. There you go. Oh, okay, yeah, hold on, hold on. I'm the trash man. So NFL is officially back this week. The, coming up, uh, you guys play Sunday, right? The Giants play Sunday. Yeah, Sunday night. Wait, you, you guys say play Sunday night and you're at home, right? Yeah. Because we play Monday night at home. What the fuck is NFL doing? They can turn no. Well, they they can turn, they can turn it over that quickly. Stadium over. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Because they work. They literally work through the night. They I, have to I, change I, all the logos and everything in the building. Uh, yeah, outside, that's they change the field would have. I'm guessing the field in the first week is going to be generic, right? Because there's no way they repaint that field that quickly, right? I don't know how they do the the it's turf. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't um, know. I guess they. I, I, you know, right? You know, if it's turf, they could probably just roll, just roll up the Giants end zones and roll out a Jets one. So yeah, I, I know. Well, they could do that, but the center, the center of the field, I know is going to have like the team logos on them. Yeah. I just don't know how any of that works. That that would be an interesting video to see. Like, you know, oh, they sure do those. It's out there. You look hard enough. It's it's. The, I'm sure it's there. Okay. It's like watching those how they change, like Madison Square Garden from basketball to hockey. Yeah. Um, and then it's the New York Jets debut of Aaron Rodgers. So hopefully that, that turns out okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, with that, I, it's the time for the last segment of the show. Truman's terrible team of the week. That's terrible. It's probably us. I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, Chicago did lose the DC for nothing. Um, but I bet Chicago didn't even look as pathetic as we did. I mean, that was just a, just a sad display of soccer. See, I was hoping we could say like LAFC, but that's not even. No. We, nope. We they can't. just lost the Messi ball. And, and Messi played the whole 90 minutes. It's not even like. It's a thing he played all 90. Man. How bad was that that we're the fucking lead? There were, there were two games yesterday. We were the fucking lead, and that's the performance we put on. Yep. On, on our, I believe, in our only nationally televised game this year on Fox Sports. Deservingly so. Look, Jay, you didn't even get mad about the, the late start of that game because it was an FS1 game. That's how bad this team is. Because fucking, well, why am I going to complete that 20 minutes start time? It's 20 minutes less, or a 20 minute delay on the pain. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, that's they just delayed the inevitable. Although we got to play three thirty on the sixteenth, so that's going to be fun. At, hey, at least at least at three thirty on on that day means that from five thirty on we have more time to just say fuck this shit and be done with it. Correct. We don't have to go to bed angry. We get to get all out before then. Yeah, and there'll be NFL football you can watch afterwards to numb the. Pain. Oh hey, what do you know? We're a lead in. Looks like for into Miami again. Perfect. Because they play a five. All right. We're in your lead in FC. Oh, God, fucking, it's very possible we are. All right, anything else? I, I think we're done, right? We're done. Okay. <clears throat> you can visit us at patreon.com slash rant. $1 a month gets you exclusive content such as pretty much anything we decide to do because we haven't been doing the monthly wrap-ups. Honestly, I think you guys don't want monthly wrap-ups because nobody's been asking for it. Who the hell wants to talk about this team yet again to say how shitty we are over a whole month? Yeah. Uh, Red Bull rant at gmail.com. If you want to send us an email, 973-348-5329 is our voicemail number. Or, hey, apparently you could text us if you want to text us there. Feel free. Who knew? Um, I guess standard text message rates apply. I have no idea how that works, so <laughs> use your own risk. Um, Facebook.com slash Red Bull rant on Twitter at Red Bull rant for the show. At Doc Destuch myself at the Truman for Truman. Subscribe to our show via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube Music, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. Last words before we get out of here. Uh, enjoy the weekend, and hopefully the NFL teams don't ruin our lives. Yeah. All right. So for Truman and myself, this has been episode 441 of the Rebel Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank God the Rebels are not playing this weekend.